All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcane Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome back, listeners, to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcane Co. Uh, joined today by host Gavin Nash, that's me. Um, and today I'm in the, our sunny Geelong office with Warren Freeman. G'day, Was. Hello there, Gavin. And yes, it's always sunny in Geelong, and it's why our property market is booming. Beautiful. And we're, we're going to talk on property today, but um, it's always a pleasure to have you on board. Look, Was has um, put me in touch today with our, we've got a special guest on. We've got an external person that's come in um, introducing Jake Pittman. G'day, Jake. Yeah, g'day, guys. Uh, thanks for having me along today. Thanks a lot, mate, for coming in. Jake's from the Mance Group here in Geelong, and we're going to talk about um, a, a pretty important thing uh, to do with the build process for um, building um, a home or even a commercial property. So, um, yeah, we brought in the expert today, Jake, um, on Woz's request, and I think fur- further shows that you know there's, there's a there's a build there's something like um, putting a lot of money into a build into a house or into a commercial property that has got its levels of stress to it, you know. So I think having someone like Jake on board, um, you know, to talk us through that today was be good. Absolutely. Uh, I just looked at our system before we started the podcast today and here at Cosine Free, we're currently helping 120 people right at the moment who are between deposit and final payment to their builder. Right. So we've got 120 clients. They're in that build process. They're in yeah. the build process. They're fully approved and they're, they've either turnsaw or, or just about to get their keys. Yep. So 120 exactly, I just counted them up, and that's 120 stressed clients, and our job is to take that stress away, and and that's why I wanted Jake to come in today, because he he has got a great service that we promote to all of our Cosine Free clients now. Excellent. Well, I'm going to throw to Jake, just to give us a little rundown on what the business is. Um, I'll push over to you, Jake, and if I've got any queries on the way through, I'll just interject and ask you a question. Yeah, jump straight in. Go for um, it. What, what is the Mans Group and what do you do? Yeah, so at Mans Group, uh, we started about six years ago, so coming up six years this year. Uh, so it's my wife and I, um, part of the business, or started it, and we've got a team of eight now, um, wow. so we're locally Geelong, and we basically support people through that building process. Uh, we are predominantly the domestic kind of market, um, so the mums and dads out there building, and really support them from whether it's contract stage through to, you know, getting the keys and doing those inspections and stage by stage stuff. So, yeah, it's about striving for our clients. We always have uh, very passionate about the construction industry, um, and we like things done right. And um, yeah, that's what we do. Nice one. So a group of eight jumped into a, a pretty large business, sort of pretty quickly. Really, there must be a real need for it in yeah. the industry. You know, your services. There is. Yeah, the industry is. It's interesting. Um, each day is different. Looking from a quality control point of view on site and that, that inspection stage by stage, is we're finding a lot of, a lot of issues. Uh, we don't like to scare our clients. Um, we like to do the wiring for them. Um, obviously, they're the contracted party, so we have to get them involved at stages if we, if we feel the need. Um, but, yeah, us doing the wiring, sending off inspection reports um, and then going back and re-inspecting, make sure they're being closed out properly. Um, and, yeah just for that better build, really. I suppose in a lot of ways was, and Jake, it's sort of, it's almost like uh, people undertake a build, let's say it's your first property, because some people, they buy a block of land and this is their first time ever owning a property. And not even that, it might, it might just be the first time you've built, you know. Um, you're not an expert at it, are you? Like, you're just entering it for the first time. So having someone on board like Jake with a, and we'll talk about your background in a minute, mate, but with a, with a building background that understands the industry, sort of just takes away a lot of that worry, doesn't it? It's just having someone trusted, a professional like Jake, looking over the builder's shoulder and, and making sure that everything's compliant and yep. 
you're getting the house that you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to build, your home, the biggest purchase that a client's probably likely to make in their life. Yeah, it's a lot, and a lot of money. That's the thing, um, you know. You know, we all we all want the best for our, the money that we earn. You know, but yeah, it's, it's just such a big investment. The home, isn't it? You know, and I know we've spoken about this before on the podcast. Was that, you know, engaging a professional in a certain area can really be the best money you've spent. You yeah. know, so. But that, um, yeah, go yeah, for that it. that reassurance. I suppose you know you pay every year you pay uh, an insurance fee on a, on a car loan or a car or a house, um, and then that biggest investment have that assurance and peace of mind along that way yeah yeah for sure I, I have a client at the moment who a uh, beautiful house an expensive house and um somewhere during construction someone had pierced a pipe and it had been leaking for more than five years and just ever so slightly and, yeah and now it's a more than a half a million dollar repair job and the insurance company doesn't want the home insurance doesn't want to cover it um, so you know, even once you've got your keys and you move in and yeah. you're happy with your dream home, yep. it could go pear shaped down the track. Something bad happened during construction that wasn't picked up. Yep. And uh, you know, there's so many things to look out for, and the cost can be horrendous. And you just can't rely on your insurance company. They'll, they'll try and find ways to get out of it if they can. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. The past uh, couple of years, we've um, been entering into that VCAT space and the expert witness reporting as well. Um, we're holding off from entering that space, but there's just so many people in need um, and needing that professional opinion of, of what's going on. So just for, the, just for the listeners, um, Jake, just explain who VCAT are and what, what that process is if something goes horribly wrong. You know, that obviously, I'll let you explain who VCAT is. Yeah, yeah, so basically, in the dispute process, you've got a few different stages, and the first one is the DBDRV. Um, so that's where they try and sort it out, maybe before legal help and assistance that yep. can cost quite a bit of money. Um, and then for the significant issues, they, they progress on. Sure. Um, so they, they are serious issues and big claims, um, and they usually call on a number of experts, whether that's engineers, um, um, civil, structural, um, we've got drainage issues, um, and then building consultants as well, QSs, so, so they'll price up um, some damages, um, and then it starts that process, which is yep. it's pretty serious. Um, and, the, and VCAT themselves are the tribunal that you can take your... You know, your, your query too. Yeah, yeah, so it's very busy. I think the backlog now is, is coming up a couple of years or, you know, so the hearings, it's not a, it's not a slow process. So a number of clients will ring us up um, and just to hear it in their voice and go, I wish I had someone earlier yes. on my side maybe. Yeah. Could have cut through a lot, of, uh, a lot of issues earlier on or having that proactive inspection side of things yep. um, and nipping things in the bud earlier. Um, so I suppose the thing is, you know, if, if you're a home builder – um, you're in the industry every day. You know, this is where you work, so you understand the pitfalls yeah. and the benefits. If you're the if you're the owner of the building and you know, this is your first time doing it, you don't know any of that stuff. So you've got no one on your side that can sort of keep an eye on things going through, which is what the services that you're offering. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yep. Yeah, and builder like some builders out there to also engage us for our services. So really? they they get independent service as well. Okay. Um, so local companies like Enso Homes or Livonics Homes. Um, so so you're not just an anti-builder business? No, not at all. <laughs> no, that's probably a good thing to say too yes. is that we people think we could be like that um, yep. and, and build a bash, but we really go in with facts-based and that's whether it's for the builder yep. um, or the building owner and give them facts-based reports and right. try and be yeah, that proactive approach throughout the process. No one wants disputes. No one wants issues. Yep. 
Uh, things Everyone can, wants a smooth project, don't yeah, they? Yeah, start yep. to finish. And sometimes yeah. they aren't smooth, and that's just the nature of the beast. And construction is complex, and everyone has lots of opinions. Where we pair it back, take the emotion out, and and give them that facts. So I guess the builder would be happy for you to find a defect that they might not have picked up, which could prevent them having to come back later under their builder's owner's warranty insurance. Is that right? Yeah, well, under more the builder's obligations in that prescribed period. So they've got that 10-year period where they have to warrant that building. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably a, a topical conversation is that domestic building insurance, which we might touch on a bit later, but that is if the builder does die, disappear or become insolvent. So that's a whole other kind of avenue. Um, but, yeah, the builder does basically hold the can at the end of the day for that 10-year that period. For those repairs, yep. Mm. And it probably puts us on to one of our, one of our sort of topics that we thought, thought we'd go through is the contracts part, um, Jake. Yeah. You know, uh, anyone that's not a financial person was, which is me, everyone knows that on the podcast, but if you're not a financially based person and you're not used to looking at pages and pages of contracts... They can just look like they're written in Japanese, you know, because you just don't understand the legal, the way they're, they're written. But your team kind of take on that role for your clients. Yeah, so each one each one of our assessors in the team is a registered building practitioner. Um, so the, the minimum is the DBU, so the Domestic Builder Unlimited. Right. Um, we've got an Inspector Unlimited as well on the team. Um, I personally look after more the contract review side of things and we look at it from that builder's perspective. Yep. So we're not looking at it from a legal perspective. Um, we're highlighting maybe areas of risk from that building point of view um, that, yeah, to try and insulate that client um, through that build process. And, and once again, trying to be proactive. You know, Normally contracts get pulled out when something's gone wrong. It's too late. Yeah, let, like you said about the insurance was, like let's check whether we've got to pay this or not. Like that's maybe not the way to look at what a contract is. You know, a contract is laying out the, yeah. the ground rules for what's going to happen. Yep, and they're there to protect the builder yeah, and the building owner. And it is... Everyone gets a bit scared of them, but they are written in, supposed to be written in plain English. So yep. it's quite going through it. It does make sense. But then there's different tweaks in contracts. You know, there can be special conditions that then really change it up. And then they'll refer you and kind of send you on a bit of a bit of a maze yep. um, throughout that contract. So interpreting that can be difficult, uh, I do admit. But it is there for to be used and, and to be understood by both parties. Yep, makes sense. So the Mance Group, if I understand it correctly, you, you've got different packages for clients where they can engage you for one part or the entire process, correct? Yeah, absolutely, Warren. Um, so it could be one inspection or it could be the five inspections and the contract review from the, from the word go. So anywhere from, the, yeah, that one inspection, yeah. which might be a final to look at defects right through to... What did you say? Five for a whole building process. Yeah, for the yeah. whole building process. So just on the, on the way here, walking up, I had a, had a lady ring me. She'd been referred. Um, she was signing a contract next week um, and she wants the five stages. Um, and right. just inquiring about that contract, what's, what's involved there, what's going on? So we'd supply with that good information of, of what we look at, um, those areas of, of not risk but just highlighting maybe some pitfalls. Um, and then throughout the five stages of the pre-pour, so that's before the, the concrete's poured. Yep. So we look at all the steel and the footings. Um, and then we look at the frames, so that's when the timber frames up, the, the walls and the roof trusses. Uh, pre-plaster, so that's before everything gets concealed and you can't see anything anymore, so it's quite a, quite a critical one. Uh, waterproof fix, numerous issues with waterproofing, as we all know. Um, no one likes a leak. And then the final, which is the, the big bad boy. Yeah, which is looking at yeah that, that final defect. Could be anything from paint to you know, missing PowerPoints or whatever. Yeah, right yeah. through. Yep. Yep. We spoke at the beginning about how 
stressful it can be for clients building uh, because it's quite foreign to them. And what we want to do is take the stress out as much as possible. So yep. that's why we have this relationship with the Mance Group because we know that they're gonna, going to have our clients back and the prevention is much better than the cure. Um, we as brokers here at Cosine Free have a point of difference. Most brokers probably don't do this, but we handle all of our clients' progress payments at each of the stages of their build. And we've now automated our system to automatically contact the client with the Mance Group's um, proposition so that, you know, as soon as they've signed their building, or as soon as they've um, got their building contracts, our system will email them offering the service of the Mance Group to look at their contracts. Yep, perfect. And, um, and, and then that gives Jake a chance to talk to about the other packages they have. And some clients will want to do the whole process. Some might not have the budget to do that. Yep. Um, and those that haven't taken on the whole package, when they get up to their final stage, they get an automated email that they can also just do a final inspection with Mance before they get their keys. So there's no gain to us other than we know that we're looking after our clients' best interests as we always do. So and, and look, was just a step back from that too, if, if there's people listening who have never undergone a building contract, so what happens is you sign on the dotted line, hopefully you've engaged Jake to have a look at the contracts for you, and then you pay a deposit, and then as each part of the build gets completed the bank releases money to the builder. That's kind of what the progress payments are that you were talking about. It made that sound so smooth. How's that? It's pretty good, wasn't it? Um, if the builder's invoice is not paid quickly, yep. many builders can be very, very quick to send a letter of demand, a threatening letter. Or, or stop work or, or stop something. Stop walk off yeah. site, absolutely. Yep. Because the builder wants to worry about their cash flow and, and keeping their subbies moving and getting the, yep. the, the build done. Um, and... We want to remove the stress of the clients receiving a threatening letter. You know, you'll be charged penalty interest. So we process the claims. We chase up the bank daily so the client doesn't waste their lunch break and get stressed. Um, and we, we do our best to make sure the builders are paid promptly. And on the, on the odd occasion where a bank hasn't done that, we've had builders uh, contact us saying, oh, we know that it's in good hands, um, you know, we are wondering how long it'll be, but they're actually working with us now instead yep. of sending the threatening letters out, and it's just to make the life easier for the customer. Yep. And I think that's a bit of a unique offering from Cosine Free, isn't it? What was it is. Maybe the rest of the homebroking industry doesn't really do, you know? It's <laughs> more like we'll sign you up for the loan and then off you go with your bank, you know? Yeah, look, or some, your lender. Yeah, yeah. look... Pretty much the one-man shows out there, the one-woman show brokerages don't have the staff to do it. Yep. Um, and then the bigger ones that do have the staff will often charge for that service. Right, okay. You know, but we, we don't charge. It's something we do gratis for our clients. Yep. Um, but importantly, at those different stages, we will have these automated emails saying, don't forget the Mance Group, they're there if you need them. Yep. And, yeah. s and some clients who might not choose them at the beginning will be three stages in and regret it and then want to engage because things haven't gone smoothly for the builder. Does that happen a bit, Jake? Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, normally yeah. you get when it's gone a bit wrong. Or the well, they've just come up against a, a trust issue or something. Yeah, or, or you, you yeah. trust your gut or, yeah. or that, and they have and they've rang up and they're talking about some issues and we're like, oh, that's minor, that's minor. But what you said last, that's significant. I think we need to... And that's where it comes into all your years' experience and your team's years' experience in this industry, working in it every day, understanding that, okay, there's three little dot points there that they've mentioned. One of them's a big deal. The other two doesn't matter too much. Yep. But this, this is a big deal. And typically we go on reason. site yeah. and we find probably, you know, 10, 12 other significant defects that yep. um, they, they were un unaware of. So, yeah, yep. yeah, 
mostly mostly it's what they don't see is the bigger issues. Yeah. It's sort of a um, a wider philosophy around this place was too, isn't it, about everybody working together. So whether that's an internal, whether you're talking to the accountants here or you're talking to Jake and his group, um, it's this collegiality of you know professional heads all getting together to make the client's life a lot easier so that getting the loan, buying the land, building the house, it all becomes a lot less stressful, less headaches, but also smoother, you know. Just striving. That's all we built our business on is, is you know, back when it was just my wife and I, me running around, Rach answering the phone, you know, two young kids at home, trying to keep them out of the room while she's trying to sign up another client. And um, and it's always been about that helping helping people and, and striving. Absolutely. Yeah. And the couple of meetings in the early days I had with Jake, that's what resonated with me. We have the same values, client first, client first. Yep. Um, and, and that's why I think we've got this great synergy and why I feel confident promoting the Mance Group to every one of our clients building a home. And, you know, importantly, and maybe Jake can elaborate on this, but there are times not only is he ensuring that their house is compliant and defects are picked up, but I believe that there are often cost savings to a client that you can assist there and which might even cover your fee. Yeah, particularly in the, the contract review side of things, you can identify a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of additions that clients will ask for, but where's, where's the original included item gone? That's just gone to the wayside. Um, and then there's elements within that tender document or the estimate that, you know, we'll keep an eye out throughout the build. So before the, uh, the team go to site, we do a, do a bit of a risk assessment of what our standard checklists don't, don't look at throughout the stages. Um, and in those risk assessments, it would be elements of, you know, there might be some scaffold protection or some barriers on the scaffold at its um, lock-up stage that wasn't installed but the client's paid, you know, $1,200 for. So we'll flag that. We'll yep. note the client. Say, hey, may, may raise, raise this with them. Uh, your builder and lo and behold, a credit will come through. Yep. Um, and that's paid. Paid for our stage inspection. And real savings, yeah. Yeah. Those potential real savings yep. on the way through, yeah. And everyone does forget, like I said before, that contract does forget, get forgotten quite easily throughout the build process unless something does go wrong. Yep. We're always got a, a finger on the pulse, so to speak. Yep. And um, keeping an eye out for their interests. One of the first things a client will often say to me, oh, what are they going to cost me? So no, 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 no. What are they going to save? Save you, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, no one wants to hear about the worst case scenario, but I suppose potentially the worst case scenario is, you know, the whole asset itself is under jeopardy of some kind. Um, so, you know, when you think about that, you know, the $1,200 here and the $2,000 there is, is all important, but the bigger picture is, you know, maybe the stress and headaches on you. You might be a busy person. You're running a family yourself as the homeowner. You've got your job and you're running a business, whatever, so you don't necessarily need all this extra stress and worry and learning another whole industry just off the bat for, yeah. for a one-build job. Yep. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, so... No, it's interesting, and it sort of... It it reminds me of our last guest that we had in with you was David Villarosa. Yes. Um, David is a lo local agent, a uh, real estate agent, and when you said before you're more concerned about the relationship and putting the client first than anything else... That's what David was all about too, Absolutely. wasn't it? It was almost like exactly what we'd said with, with one of your other sort of um, colleagues in the industry. We don't advertise at Cosine Free. We don't have radio, TV and, you know, doing extraordinary numbers, massive loan amounts based on goodwill, client, yep. um, client referral. Yep. And the trust is there. So it's about referring people we trust 
uh, and our clients trust in those referrals. Uh, as I said before, there's no gain to us at all from the Mance Group. They're not paying for this commercial. Um, it's just so purely like, delivering some useful information to like-minded professionals yeah. with the same common interest, putting clients first and getting good outcomes. Yeah, I remember when we first started the business. You know, we, we were putting a couple of grand into Google Ads at the start, and we just ripped that up pretty quickly. We we're like, this is not not value adding. Yeah, we'll just put our heads down. And, and work Gets hard. Runs on the board. And, and then, yeah. It's just all repeat. We don't advertise. And it's just all that repeat referral off. Yeah. Just striving. Yeah. All, yeah. And if you're striving for excellence all the time and you're doing good work, that referral process should happen organically and naturally. Um, and there's always some little things you can do to help that over time you know, from a marketing point of view. But you're right. It is still the best form of marketing ever is asking your, your friend at the pub or at the junior footy, you know, who do you use for that? And they say, well, I can confidently recommend this person. So, um, especially in a town like Geelong, I reckon. Everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone knows everyone. It's kind of a big, small town, isn't it? Really. Geelong. And yeah. you put people first, success surrounds you. It's yeah. simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Good way to go. There is a little bit of detail um, that we wanted to get through today too. Um, Jake, did you want to run us through some of the, um, the more Im- important items such as, uh, and just touching on each one as we go through, such as, you know, the stage payments we spoke about, the deposit, you know, provisional sums and special conditions. Did you want to sort of mention a few of those things as we went through? Yeah, for sure. Um, if, so going back to that contract review side of things, or even yep. even people going through the build stay or build process at the moment, to sure. to, a common question is, do I pay? Um, most commonly, the answer is yes, because um, the, the contract's built that way. Cash flow is very important for builders, yep. um, so clients have to be very wary of that. Um, but also clients shouldn't be exposed at any stage. So It's not a case of, uh, I know, you know, a lot of us are in business or whatever and you might say, oh, look, I'm not going to pay the plumber until they finish the job. Well, that's not how build works. A build could take 12 months or yeah. nine months or whatever. Yep. So the builder's going to need money along the way, which is why there's these sort of staged payment, percentage payments coming through. Yeah, yeah. so commonly it's, it's around the five stages and they're all, the description of that is in each contract. And yep. that's agreed to at the start. Yep. So the question is, do I pay? Our answer is refer to your contract. Yeah. Refer and to that dis- definition. And understand it too. Yep. That's the other thing. Correct. Yeah. And then also checking is there any special conditions related to that stage that might you know, trip you up. Yep. Um, the definitions in the Domestic Building Contracts Act, which is the law, is pretty clear, but yep. it's a little bit old-fashioned. So some builders will have to amend that and yep. go through other methods. Um, but it was all quite descriptive in that description. And the percentage is very descriptive as well. So... Um, ideally, it's all as per the law, um, and that's that's in the contract as well. There's, there's always a couple of methods, but if, if going through and reading that, um, they'll quickly understand if if their contract is as per the law or not. And it probably makes sense to have someone like you in the background, Jake, because things like you know lockup, you know, yeah. what does that mean? You yeah, know, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know what some of those stages are called. You know, yeah, there's a lot in the industry fix, that I've yeah, been through base, a few times. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and like I said, it all depends on that builder and how they've maybe changed it through other means. So yep. It, yep. it is a bit of a minefield. Yep. Um, but by reading it, you'd, you'd soon work it out. Um, so just to clients out there, maybe that are going to sign, yep. have a real good read through that and just refer back and make sure it is the percentage is as per the law and make sure the definitions aren't you know, altered too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because so um, I suppose some of these, um, you know, building commission and, you know, there's government agencies are there to protect people with these contracts. But, again, if you don't understand them, you know, getting a professional bit of help in like you guys could be of massive help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the consumer affairs are out there. Um, 
they've got some good um, information regarding you know things like deposits is probably another a big one that I'm pretty passionate about and and ensuring that the client's deposit is actually insured and covered right so there's this process around that and it's stated throughout the contract a number of times and there's quite a bit of confusion around that yep um, but the consumer affairs website and the insurers themselves state it very clear that the client shouldn't be paying any deposit until that insurance has been supplied. Um, so the contract can be signed once the both parties are happy, um, but very important that... Money doesn't change hands until yeah, there's some yeah. insurance in place. So yeah. And that insurance only covers... It's pretty extreme insurance, you know, if the builder dies, disappears or becomes insolvent. So pretty extreme scenarios, but if... if oh, they sound extreme, yeah. but... They're all possible, aren't they? Yeah, right. Well, they're there for a reason because all those three things could happen. Yeah. So One of those three things could happen to your builder the next day after you've signed that and handed over that $40,000 you know, deposit. So you don't like to hear about those things. It's no. like we talk on the podcast sometimes, Jake, about things like personal insurance, you know, like income protection and permanent disable, disablement. Um, so it's like, yeah, well, nobody wants to talk about whether you're going to have a heart attack and not be able to work, but... You know, if you don't have that adult conversation, um, yeah. you leave yourself exposed, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, particularly. And for for land that's say not titled, that could title in in a couple of years' time, a year and a half. Well, that deposits out, and if there's no insurance, well, there is there is risk there. Yeah, it could be a longer period of time before you put a spade in the dirt, as yeah. you said earlier. Was mm. yeah, yep. yep. Um, and talking about. I suppose you guys are offering that independent service. So, you know, you've got homeowner here, you've got Was as the broker here um, providing the finance, you've got, you know, the builder over there, you're the sort of person in between them all. But why is it important, you know, for somebody to have that independent? Why do you think it's really super important for those people to have that independent representation? I suppose it is a bit of a minefield. And you hear, and we don't like to scare the clients at all, um, but you hear of the horror stories yep. and we're just trying to stop that basically. Yep. Um, and giving that factual advice and referring back to a clause in the contract saying, no, don't pay deposit until received insurance or that, that stage payment is due not quite now. It hasn't reached that definition. Yep. Um, so, you know, if you go paying that builder now and it hasn't reached the stage by a long way, well, that payment, you're not covered by insurance if that builder did say, you know, go, go bust or, or disappeared or something like that. Yep. So and it just comes back to contract and fact, um, really reassuring them, getting around them. In a lot of ways, it's, was, it's a bit like, you know, you go to a lawyer to get your will done. Like, you can go and fill out a will kit at the post office if you want, but if you want some advice from a professional who understands that industry, you've got to go and see a solicitor to get your will done. So, and yes, you may pay a little bit more for that, but it's that professional person that's in your corner throughout this whole process and as we said earlier in the program it's you know it's a lot of money isn't it it is and and particularly i think in the last few years where builders prices have risen dramatically um some builders have asked for more money during the build it's getting harder to cover materials and things like that yep perhaps they they uh had a fixed price contract at the start and now they're going to lose money on that deal so do they look to cut corners um, you need someone like Jake to make sure those corners aren't being cut and they're getting what they're paying for. Yeah. Because it's going to be around, it's going to be a, you know, that debt of that home loan or whatever it is is going to be around your neck for a while, isn't it? You know, maybe the next 20 years or so. So, yeah, understanding that that asset's in good shape in the first place. Yeah. I think important. And, yeah, the clients that do ring up, like I said before, that you can hear it in their voice. And it's just that I wish, 
I wish we'd engaged it earlier. Or, you know, if we're too busy and we're, we're running around, it, we, we feel for those clients. And then yep. we, right, let's, how can we help? What, what can we do? Um, and have those discussions. But you just hear it and how much help they need. And Jake's responsiveness, and Rachel as well, the whole team, I know a few members of the Mance team, and they just go that extra yard. I had one of the fellows in wanting a home loan this week and, you know, he said how he'll ring the client after he's done an inspection because he wants to reassure them verbally, not just send them a report. And there was just that, that nurturing care factor, which yep. is similar to the, you know, what we've built our business here on at Cosine Free. Um, and that's why we have this relationship. The responsiveness, you know, it's hitting the media that Porter Davis is in trouble now. And we've had our phones ring hot from 9am this morning. Right. And already Jake has responded to some of our clients. You know, it's that... Even today, as we sit today, here, we're sitting here yeah. at about lunchtime, so... Yeah. I was doing a bit of, bit of prep work earlier. And we, yes. It was, I missed about an hour of prep for this because I've <laughs> been dealing with all our lots clients Lots of stuff well. going on. Yeah, so that, that idea about it, potentially a builder getting into insolvency or some kind of financial trouble, well, there you go, it's happened today. Mm. Yeah. So it's not like something that might happen, you know, to someone else in another state somewhere. Mm. Can happen in your hometown. Yeah, and it's horrible yeah. to think of. It's it's not, yep. not ideal for any any party or stakeholder, you know, whether it's builder or building yep. or contractors. You know, people are out there hurting from from situations like this. And yeah, it is. It's uh, thoughts with them. Mm. Absolutely. The, both the male and the female and the couple this morning independently rang me and so upset and concerned. And I put them onto Jake, and he was immediately responding to them, which, you know, they've still got a problem, but at least they had a professional to guide them and advise them. Yeah. It's got to remove some of their stress. Yeah. So, and I thank you for that, Jake. Yeah. That's, that's why we have this relationship. Yeah, because you can pick the phone up and get a local person talking to local people yeah. about their local issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because some of these building companies too, Jake, are big nationals, aren't they? You know, they're, you know, They've got legal teams and they've got That's this and it. that. So if you're a little homeowner in you know, Warren Ponds looking at building your house, well, having someone like you guys on their side is help, very helpful. Yeah, you can feel pretty isolated as being a, a building owner. Um, so, yeah, that support will just offer. And so rewinding back, so I'm interested to know how you started this business, Jake, because, you know, did you see that there was a hole? Is there a hole? You know, is, was there a hole in that industry where you said, well, look, actually – I'm a registered builder of, you know, you can run, maybe run through me through a little bit of your background, but, yeah. you know, how did you come up with it in the first place? Yeah. Yeah, so I was originally in, in domestic building, um, so started off as a labourer and then apprenticeship and foreman um, and did that for about several years and then uh, the, got the commercial itch, so went into the commercial industry um, and did that for several years, went overseas and worked over there for a couple um, and then came back, worked for Lions Construction, so a local com- uh, construction company. Um, and then... My, my parents were going through their build. Um, they'd never built before. So they're building their first ever house and it's their retirement forever house. Um, nothing crazy, um, but they struggled. They struggled to find a builder or get someone to have input with design. Um, so that's when a bit of a, a bit of a spark happened in my, my brain. I was like, well, maybe there's some project management work in the domestic sector that could be done. Because you were looking at it probably from the builder point of view because you were a tradie, you're on yeah, the tools. Yep. So, yeah. And then obviously, you know, homeowners wanting wanting assistance but probably not committing to the builder at that early stage. Yep. I can understand a builder's point of view. They yeah. haven't got the time to put into a client that may not sign with them. Yep. So then that happened. Um, they went through a design, chose their builder, so then they were going through quotes, 
you know, they couldn't understand any of them, so I was doing that. Um, and then the build stage and, and pointing out some issues along the way and getting them fixed up. Um, and that's where it really clicked of this holistic kind of approach. Here's this couple who've worked their whole lives yeah. to save up some money to build their retirement home and they're coming up against some roadblocks which you could help them with. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yep. And then being there from start to end and, and seeing it right through yep. um, and assisting. And that's where it began. Um, and then we started the business and then we realised there was a couple others out there doing it. Yep. Um, I thought we were in a niche, um, but there was a couple of big, big companies in Melbourne um, yep. that were doing it, but nothing really local. A lot of companies are kind of one one person shops. Yep. Um, so that's where, yeah, we were born. Yeah, nice one. It's interesting where business ideas come from. Was I'm always interested in that. Yeah. And even though there are others in the industry, you do have a point of difference. We do. We, do. we, we um. So basically, we will quote the job. Um, a lot of things like our all our guys are, are registered builders um, or. Yeah, they're a registered building inspector um, or a registered um, builder DBU. So that's a real point of difference. So the qualifications are there and that background and history is there because they've been registered by the Victorian Building Authority. Uh, the other points of difference is we, we like to go back to site. So when we re-inspect, we, we tick off if the item's been done. So we really, most builders know, know that we come back. So they haven't, the owner hasn't just got a report and been left to deal with it. Here's my seven-page report. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like the contract in the first place. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So then they know we're coming back. Um, so four out of the five stages we go back um, and tick off or, or leave on there. It's quite simple. So um, that has been the only way we've found to have really good outcomes for clients of getting stuff closed out. Yep. So we've just kept that in there. and. You know, we might not be the cheapest, but we just strive so hard and, and really work on, on getting good outcomes. But cheap is not good, and good is really cheap. Yes. Well said. Yeah. Really, you, you, you're being generous saying really. I reckon it's nearly never exactly. good. <laughs> but um, no, that, that's great, Jay. And just from a family point of view, and Geelong, you're a Geelong man. and Yeah, well, sort of originally originally a Horsham boy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Started on the tools up there? Yeah, started up there with... Um, Sunny Wimra. Yeah, beautiful spot. Um, but met my wife, so fell in love down here, um, and that was the end of me. So yep. of, um, yeah. And I know that Rachel will be listening to the podcast, so I want to say that he is a very lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> She's an amazing woman, yes, absolutely. We've got the wrong guy in here, wife. We should have got Rachel in here for the podcast. Yeah, we tried, she was just a little bit shy. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough, fair a enough. Of, a couple of young boys as well, Hugh and Connor, running um, around, so they're keeping us busy. And nice one. Yeah. Are they going to be Cats players down the track, or are you a Cats uh, man? Or hopefully Bombers. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I've been surprised at this office how many people don't barrack for Geelong. <laughs> and somehow we still let them do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to give Wise a bit of a nudge because he's a, such a Geelong passionate fan. So, yeah, that's great. Absolutely. So, Jake, could you let our listeners know, how do they get in touch with you if they're interested in this kind of thing? Um, do you just service the Geelong area? Are you sort of looking, you know, wider or not? Or do they just jump on your website? Or Yeah, yeah, just jump on the website. We, um, we stay quite local. Um, so yep. all our team is... Because you've got to be able to physically go to the site and all that sort we of stuff. We do. So you can't offer this service in Brisbane. No, no. Yeah. So we, we used to go Melbourne bound as well, but yep. we've reduced that right in now. So it kind of Lara back through to Winchelsea yep. and Anglesey down through to St. Leonard. So we keep it quite tight. Good to know. So we've got yep. you know five of us on the road all the time. So 
you know, if someone's sick or someone's too busy, they can swing by someone's house to, to see if that inspection's going to proceed or yep, sure. always got fingers on the pulse there. Yep. Um, yeah, they can contact us. Just the website's the best, yeah, mansgroup.com.au. Yep, um, and the lovely team in the office, my wife Rachel, Zoe there and Kristen, uh, the legend, so they can ring them and, and they really, the amount of comments and, and reviews we get and they mention the actual office staff. Oh, really? Is, By name? Uh, us, us guys out, out on site almost get a bit insulted because we, we deal with it from <laughs> so much and put so much energy in. The girls do too, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But um, they, they always get, the get, they, the they always get a mention because, um, yeah, they're so lovely and, and supportive. And, and sometimes it's just an ear just to listen out to that, yeah. you know, someone's there to, to support. Help out. I think mm. what Jake said there reminds me a bit of the Cosm Free team was very too, similar. you know, very, you know, you get a lot of good comments about team, particular team members here, you know. Yeah. It's not always Warren or it's not always Liam or, you know. It's, there's been occasions where gifts have come to the office and my name's not even mentioned. <laughs> but initially I was like, really? <laughs> but now I love it because that's just, you know, I've got great, a great team who yeah. replicate what I do and they're getting the that's accolades. What you want. And, and they deserve yeah. it. So yeah. and I'm, I wish I could be, but I probably can't be here forever. So, yeah, we're, I can only do great things with great people behind me. Yeah, absolutely. And they're getting acknowledged sometimes more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my ego will have to swallow that. Perfect way to go. It's Perfect a, way to go. Where was George this morning? He, I said, I got photos of cows. <laughs> yeah, <what's> <laughs> Surely yeah. that's more than five kilometres from Geelong. It was Blackgate Road, <laughs> I believe. Um, and, yeah, doing inspection with two cows behind him, just looking at him. Yeah, so that was quite funny. Um, <laughs> if you get in, in their face, they'll get straight up to your cows, <laughs> won't they? <laughs> So he's having a ball out there. Yeah, nice one. No, well, thanks for coming in, Jake. I think it's been really um, informative. Uh, I've been through the build process a couple of times in my life and a lot of stuff you spoke about I had no idea about. So even going through the process, if you think you're a seasoned veteran, you can probably still do with some help along the way for sure. So yeah. thanks for coming in, mate. No, I appreciate yeah. it, appreciate it. So Mans Group, M-A-N-S-E group.com.au if you want to speak to Jake or any of his team. Thanks, gents. Thanks for coming in today on the FS360 podcast. And for our listeners, uh, catch you on the next episode. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial Security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, give us a call.